find what they need and you sell them what they need. Don't sell them your service. Don't sell them what you think. Once you hear what they need, sell them what they need. That's how you close any deal and that's how you are successful. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, I want to ask you, do you have a strategy right now where you are getting leads that come into your inbox while you're sleeping? Do you have a strategy where you are optimized with both Google AdWords and SEO, search engine optimization? If not, then guess what? Today's your lucky day. We've got a free strategy session just for you, and it's with Dan Barrett. If you recognize his name, he was a guest on episode 565, and he is the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy and get a free strategy session to learn with him how to implement an online strategy for your market in both SEO and Google AdWords. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash strategy. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate podcast. We've spoken to Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, and a whole bunch of others. And we don't get into the fluff. We only talk about the best advice that moves your business forward. And today, well, it's Sunday. And you know what we do on Sundays? We do Skill Set Sunday, where we talk about a specific skill that will help you in your entrepreneurial ventures. With us today, we have a multimillionaire and CEO at InStoreConnection.com. How you doing, Gallant Dill? What's going on, man? I'm great. I'm great. And everyone says my name all crazy. It's Gallant, like the Gallant Knight, the Gallant Horseman. I don't know. Got it. All right, Gallant. Apologize for that. And I appreciate you treating me with kid gloves on mispronouncing your name. So Gallant, with that being said, we've got a little bit more about you. You launched a marketing and promotional consulting firm that generates million-dollar contracts for your clients. At 24 years old, launched a music career of over a dozen artists, launched five web-based companies turning millions in profits, and you're based in Austin, Texas. Exactly, and it all started actually before I even been consulting. I had learned my marketing skills through the music industry. But before I even started any businesses, my first one ever was an energy pill company that I got in stores nationwide, that I got millions of followers. And from that, from learning all those skill sets, I was able to create multiple product consulting companies. So a lot of people are like, how does a 24-year-old just create consulting companies? Because who wants to work with someone who's never owned a business? So before I was able to do that, I had to show my track record. I'm just throwing that out there, that I actually had owned and created my own product, got in stores nationwide, and built it to a million followers. Mm, that is a good footnote. Let's talk about that just for a second. And best ever listeners, the, the purpose of this conversation is to talk about how to grow a business and to get followers along the way and loyal customers. So let's talk about that. Can you dig into that story a little bit? Definitely. The key to success is it's a three-step process. You have to find a solution. You have to find an audience. You have to sell the audience. So I was a young kid who wants to take, you know, I'm a high school dropout, serious, at 21 years old, nobody. And I didn't have a lot of money, but I saw an opportunity. I saw in the EDM world, there was a lot of drug usage, a lot of people like energy supplements, but no one had actually created an energy supplement that was safe for people that would go rave, party, stay up all night. 
Red Bull's cool, but it's not like doesn't have the wow factor. So I created my own supplement line directed towards the nightlife crowd. I market it very scandalous. Like I had a lot of half-naked girls, you know, how Hooters kind of market. But I didn't have money. It's not like I wanted to be classless. I just knew if I took beautiful women taking these purple and black pills wherever they went, it would get a lot of traction, both negative and good. And I was dead on the money. You know, people were posting things it was a drug. People thought it would do this. And, you know, a lot of people supported that. They're like, this is cool. And then some people are like, oh, that's terrible. But at the same time, I was saving lives while keeping people awake. And I just went after one demographic. A lot of people try to say, let's go bodybuild. Let's get into fitness. I was like, no, I'm just going to go after the electronic music scene. And I was able to capitalize and grow that. And what I did was all the money I did have, I put in his branding, just making sure everything looked top dollar, the logo, the website, the pictures I posted. You know, I didn't spend any money on anything else. I had to learn grassroots marketing because I didn't have money to market. So I would literally reach out to every hot girl on Instagram and say, hey, take a picture with my product and I'll send you all the free products you want, bandanas, t-shirts, whatever. So if I was doing that five, 10 times a week and each person I sent it to had 10,000 followers, 100,000 to a million people a week are seeing my product, the price of sending it to them. So maybe 20 bucks, 100,000 people just saw me. So I was constantly reaching out to people and networking and that's how I was growing my following. I was doing giveaways. Hey guys, tag five friends. I'll give you a year's worth of all three. And so if 100 people tag five friends, that's 500 people that now know you exist. And I was doing stuff every day. So it was growing tremendously. After six months, we had accumulated all of our social media platforms, a million followers. And that was also, I knew if I could do that, because when I would go reach out to stores saying, hey, Walmart, can you put my product in there? They'd say, why? What makes you so special? I knew if I had more followers than any competitor, that it would be a no-brainer. They'd pick me up. And you know what? I was right. So I didn't spend millions of dollars. I didn't do anything crazy. I got it out, the brand awareness, to such a high level that stores like 7-Eleven, Circle K, Albertsons were calling me wanting to pick up my product. What was the product name? Mall 3. It's still around. It's M-O-L-L-3.com. It's actually, you can go to the website and still pick it up. But at this point, due to legality purposes and other investments, I've invested in three other energy shots, and they're actually doing quite well. I'm actually going into the organic product scene. I might actually be discontinuing it or selling out the whole company. It's just mm -hmm. at this point, one of my energy shots, I can't really name at this point, is doing extremely well. So number one selling energy shot on Amazon, and I'm going to put all my eggs in that basket for the energy realm. Was it just you doing the outreach to the Instagram attractive ladies? I built a company out of a garage from nothing. I was just a kid with a dream. You know, I dreamed of being in stores. I dreamed of doing the whole Shark Tank presence thing. Where I was able to start consulting was kind of like, there was companies reaching out to me, Gallant, how did you get a million followers? Gallant, can we pay you to do this? And then the light bulb went off. I was like, why don't I offer this entire skill set to multiple businesses? Instead of getting one check from all three, I can get 20. And so if you've got 20 companies paying you five grand a month to help them with their following, their marketing, their website, their graphics, that's 100000 a month. And then also, I get a percentage of sales. So not only am I getting 100000 a month, I'm getting a commission off every store I get it placed in. So some stores, like for some of the products, pick up millions of dollars a year. So I'm getting a quarter million dollars a year from one product. So once you have 20 to 30 products, you're getting commissions and you're getting consulting retainers, you're rich. You made it. <laughs> How do you structure that with a consulting client? You said $5,000 a month and then... Every client is different. Every company has different needs. So if you're a bigger company, you want to blow up faster. It can range anywhere from even to 20000 a month. 
It just really depends on what you're trying to do. And we have clients all the way down to 1500 a month. At in-store connection, we work with companies that make up to 100 million a year all the way down to startups that have not made any profit, that aren't even selling. We help with everything. There's nothing in the products realm that we don't do. We do from A to Z. I've worked with Mark Cuban's products. I've worked with dozens of Shark Tank products both online and in stores. So like I said, the sky's the limit at in-store. As a business person, how do you determine the balance between how much you charge for the consulting agreement versus the sales upside? Is there a certain dollar amount in overall that you want to see? It is new and not tested. It's going to be harder to get in stores. I'm going to have to do more work on my part trying to show my distributors and my buyers that this product will sell. So the rate is higher, obviously. But if a company is already out, been selling for 20 plus years, all I got to do is call my buyer at Sam's Club and ask if they're interested, and then they make the move. There sometimes might not even be a retainer. Like I work with some pretty big brands like Pepsi. When they reach out to me, there might not even be a retainer because I know if I put them in HEB or Kroger, I'm going to make a commission a million bucks that year. So it just really depends on the variety of what they need and how much work and effort it's going to take on our company's part. What's your methodical approach or your process whenever a company comes to you and says, I need help? So the key to all sales, anyone listening to me right now, this is the key. Find what they need and you sell them what they need. Don't sell them your service. Don't sell them what you think. Once you hear what they need, sell them what they need. That's how you close any deal and that's how you are successful. You're selling them on what they need versus selling them on what you think they need because they know what they need and you deliver. They're going to be extremely happy. But if you're doing stuff, they have no idea what you're doing, most wasting your time. So when someone comes to my company, I do an assessment. I break it down where they're at and where they want to be in the next six months to a year. And I look at the budget they're working with. I look at the already existing contacts and say, okay, you're not working with so-and-so. What if I bring this to the table? I pretty much build them out a six month to a year business plan. Like, okay, we're going to get you at 100,000 followers. We're going to get you in 1,500 more stores. We're going to get you an online selling 10, 20,000 extra a month. I build them out a skeleton, the attack plan. And then we go in and we make it happen. And sometimes it could take a little longer. But what's cool about me is that we're not really hurting for money. So if let's say we said we, this would be done in six months and it took eight, I'm not going to charge you extra. If you come to my company, I'm going to make sure we deliver results. And if your product isn't something we feel like we can help, then we're going to straight up tell you. We're in a position to where there's so many people reaching out to us that we kind of pick and choose who we work with these days. We don't like to work with pop-up companies, companies that, are, that we know won't last for the next three to six months. And neither do my buyers or distributors because if a company can look at you and be like, oh, this company's been around for two weeks, they seem like a three-man team, we're not interested, you're never going to make sales. If you want to get in stores and you want to make sales online, you need to look like a brand. You need to look like an empire. You need to have it to where the buyer's like, holy shit, how did I miss this? So you find what the customer needs and then you sell them what they need. If you would have asked people before the car came around what they need, they would have said that I want a faster horse. So sometimes when you ask people what they need, they don't tell you what they need because they don't know or they just don't communicate it to you. How do you get to the root of that? Well, I always break it down by examples. I always show prior work. Say if I'm telling them they need this, they never even heard of it. I show them why that's important. Like, say if someone, they're like, yeah, why do we need social media? Why do we need you to market for us? I'm going to show them why. I'm going to show them that, listen, nobody knows you exist. Let's say I get you in the Walmart, 5,000 stores. Walmart's going to ask me, yeah, how are you going to get this off the shelf? And then I say, it comes to marketing. It comes to brand awareness. If no one knows you exist, you're going to sit on the shelf and you're going to have to buy your own products back. 
That is the importance of marketing. Ask yourself, everyone lives in front of your cell phone. So if you're not popping online, no one knows who you are online, then I guarantee no one's going to know who you are in person. This is 2016. So I explained the importance of marketing. So they might have not understood they needed it. I just explained it why, detail by detail. And if they still don't understand, I don't think this is the type of person I want to be working. <laughs> so that's on the consulting end where you're working with your client on what they need and you're selling it to them. And thank you for walking through that because that is a good example. Now let's take it a little bit further down the funnel. And I'm talking about if a client comes to you and because I suspect that you would look at are they selling what their customers actually need or not? Or is that not part of the process? The thing is, a lot of the time, if they're already selling, they're doing well, then obviously there's a need. No one ever really comes to me that sometimes there's some new companies that need help, but it's a pretty good idea. So I usually get behind it. But 90% of the time, the product isn't the problem. It's the company. It's the team. It's the lack of experience. It's not the product. There, I, there's so many great products that don't get sales because the website doesn't know what it's doing or they don't have it priced right. That's what I mainly do is I find what they need and I switch it up to make it work. So they're already selling. I can either help you grow those sales or I can help you understand how to sell more, I guess. So I'm a little confused on the question, but 90% of the time it has nothing to do with the product. It's just the company or how it's presented or what they're actually doing to get it out there. The goal all day, but if you don't know where the gold buyer is, it's useless. And a lot of these people are doing these campaigns or they're spending their marketing dollars in the wrong places. And they're like, why is no one buying our product? It's like, well, you're a lotion and you're endorsing the UFC. People that watch UFC aren't buying the lotion. You know what I mean? So it's like most of the time it's easy fixes that were no brainers, but the people that don't have experience in this industry, they just look past. What are some of the foundational elements when you work with a new client to get them more sales? What are some things you'll definitely make sure that are implemented? Well, before I even take them on, I call some of my distributors like KE, like Leedy, like Petri. I know those all rhyme, but they're all really good. Look them up. Like Petri Wholesale, 7,200 stores. I can call the buyer over there, distributor, and be like, hey, is there a need? Do you have at least 100 stores that are interested in picking this up? Before I waste my time, I don't care about the consulting rate. I want to make the commission. I make the money off the commission because think of it like this. If I make 25 cents off a product that I get in 2,000 stores and you sell five a day, I'm making an extra $2,000 every day from that product. So I want to make sure before I can guarantee anything that they're going to make increased sales. And also I look at everything they're doing. I look at their sales system. I look at their SEO. I look at just everything they got going on because if they're spending X amount of dollars and they're doing everything right, the product just doesn't sell. But most of the time, I can get any increase in sales because I have the, the in-store connection. I can call Walmart and at 100 stores, that's potentially a million-dollar deal depending on how good this product sells. So it's not hard to increase the sell. Most of the time, people come to me to make them an empire, to make them a brand. You know, not just like, hey, Gallant, can you increase my sales by 20%? Most of the time, companies want to get in 5,000 stores and then they sell the company in four years. So I'm the guy who takes you to the next level, not just moves you up a couple bumps. I'm trying to get you to that corporation to where Coca-Cola, Pepsi are noticing you. That's what we try to do. Increasing sales, anyone can do, any company can do, but not anyone can get you in 1,000 to 5,000 stores in six months. Once you get it in the stores, what's something standard that you would do to help get the awareness for the sales that are happening in those stores? Well, there's multiple options. You can reach out to your following, let them know you're in these demographics with the store list, 
Or if you have a mailing list, you can let them know, hey, we're selling here. What I do is things like, hey, guys, for your chance to win $1,000, go to this store. Say you got an Albertsons, take a picture holding the product and tag the store and tag our company. A lot of the time, what works the best is doing in-store demos where say you have an organic brownie and you're trying to get it sold. Well, you go once a month on a Saturday when it's the most busy at about 1.30 and give samples away. And now you're building brand awareness. People are trying it. They can buy it right then and there, and it's helping move the product out. And if they don't buy it, they now know you have a good brownie. But in-store demos work really well, and they're not that expensive. A lot of stores will let you go free or for about $50 charge, but 90% of the time we do in-store demos to sell out a product. So you'll make $2,000 that day, and then that store will keep reordering from you. And if you're doing one a month and you know, you're in 100 locations, people start noticing you fairly quickly. And once you have built your brand recognition in that store and you already have your clientele base buying that product, you don't have to do it constantly. It's one of those first things you do for the first six months or two years. If you had a buddy and the buddy came up to you and was like, I'm going to be launching a business and I want to make sure that it's set up for success. And I know that this is a very broad question, but you're the guy who's had success before. Tell me what I should do. How should I approach it? How would you answer that? First thing I'd say was repair your image. Your image is key. Go get some headshots taken of yourself. The better you look, the more respect you're going to get and the more traction. People are going to take you more serious. People are like, what do you mean? I said, dude, would you rather work with the guy who looks homeless online or the guy who looks professional? If you look me up right now, I look like a million dollars. Nobody's going to give you a million dollars for a million dollar service if you look like a $10 service provider. So first thing I do is clean up your image. Go on social media pages, delete any stupid status or any party pictures. Nobody wants to work with somebody who's been partying out every week. Next, I would say go get a press release. Write a cool story on yourself, on your skill set and everything you've accomplished. So if someone does look you up, you and find out some of the best attributes about your life. So if they have that, they know a little piece about you and what your main goals are before they get on the phone, that's just less combo you need and you can focus more on selling. The next is, like I said, getting a little website up, something that is your reference point, something that a lot of people don't understand when they create a business, they think people are gonna reach out to them. You need a reference point, something strong, and you need prior example. If you're gonna start a social media marketing company, how are you gonna show somebody you know what you're doing? So I would say, practice on some friends and family's business for free. Get some references, get some examples of work. Like the way how I close, someone's like, yeah, what is it you do? I send them an example of one of the companies I've worked with went from 100 followers to 10,000 in two weeks. I show before and after pictures, examples of work. Because if you reach out to somebody and you're like, I can do this for you, have examples of work, references lined up, everything ready to go, they're like, dang, this guy's the future. This is who we want to work with. So branding yourself is key. The more you put online that's positive about you, the more that people are going to find out. Because when they look you up, the better you look, the higher chances they're going to pick you over your competitors. Does that make sense? Look at it like this. Would you rather work with a company that has a, a dumpy website, five followers, or the company that has the best-looking website, a great-looking team, and 10,000 followers? So the dumpy site has better work. It doesn't matter because on Google, you look better. They're going to choose you every time. Right. You know, a lot of people choose these sports drinks and stuff like Gatorade when there's a healthy alternative, but they keep choosing Gatorade because of the branding. It's not even a good product. It's killing you, but they don't care. It's the branding strong. Brain yourself. If you look like a million bucks, you'll make a million. A lot of people just don't realize that. The better I look, the more the hiring clients reach out to me. Is there anything else that we haven't talked about as it relates to growing a business and getting a following that you want to mention? 
Be original. Don't just be like everyone else. Don't go and copy. If you want to build a following, come up with good content, stay relevant, and be consistent. Always post good stuff. And always do short, sweet, and simple. No one wants to read on a blog or a Facebook a 10-page article. You get straight to the point. You always use a great picture, something that will capture them. This goes back to the Mall 3. Always use a really hot, sexy picture that someone would be scrolling down their timeline and that show up. It would stop what they were doing and read whatever it is that I was posting. So be consistent. Put something innovative up. In the last six months, I grew the world's largest Facebook community for entrepreneurs, over 50,000 members because of my original content and some of the contests I did that cost me nothing. What contest did you do that cost you nothing? I had free ebooks I would get like Tony Robbins. People don't know that it's free online. They're, I guess they're too lazy to look it up, but I'd be like, hey, I have 10 members to my group and I'll give you a copy of the free Tony Robbins book. If you have 10,000 people in there and 100 people do it, that's 1,000 people that were added into your group in a day. Cost me nothing. I just share an Audible link. And there's quite a few books I've found like Jordan Belfort swing pitch whatever on Google page one, but people didn't notice. And I would just do that, and it kept growing. Free giveaway. Awesome content. It was game over. People think it's rocket science. Just try something. Don't be afraid if someone calls you out saying, hey, man, that's on Google. Say, I know. But it doesn't really matter. The thing is you're adding value to their life. They don't have time to go search. You're giving it to them. All they did is that 10 friends. They think it's a good deal. It is. As long as the client is happy, you did your job. If the client's not happy, you didn't do your job. If the, your follower's not happy, you're not doing your job. But if I always keep it personal. Whenever I do something for my following, I make it very personal. I have a personal touch. It's not, hey, look at me. It's like, hey, let's grow together. I was in your situation once, but here's how you can fix it. I'm their cousin. I'm their family. I want to see you win. Let's go to the top. What's the best place the best ever listeners can reach you and learn more about your company? Uh, InStoreConnection.com, GallantVilleMentoring.com, or the Entrepreneur Lifestyle Group on Facebook, the world's largest entrepreneur community on Facebook. You gave so many money, insights, and stories. I'm very grateful that we got some time to catch up and to hear your approach to business. The last little uh, section that you mentioned as far as the advice to the make-believe friend that I, I came up with, that's money, especially for real estate investors, and that's the reason why I asked it. So best ever listeners, those four steps that were mentioned, one is clean up your image both online and just in general. You don't want to pick up a client in a 1992 Corolla. Think about it. They want to feel comfortable. They want to open up to you. They want to tell you their needs. But if you're over here dressed like you're homeless and you pull up in something that barely runs, they're going to go to someone else. And that's just how it works. Exceed your client's expectations every time. You'll never have to worry about it. And you'll never leave. And number two, go get a press release, write a cool story about yourself, what you've accomplished. Three, get a website up as a reference point, have examples have before and after pictures of perhaps deals that you've done, references as well. Anyone can write a fake testimony. People love real proof before and after pictures. The family was homeless, now they're in a mansion. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but seriously, they like seeing that. It gives them a visual representation of what it is you do versus just some BS testimony that anyone can write. Absolutely, and then fourth, be original. So don't be like everybody else. Do something that stands out and make sure that the content that you're posting is short and sweet and visually stimulating. Short, sweet, simple, sexy, the quadruple S system. And if you ever want to know more about that system, feel free to reach out. It'll change your life. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. Are you looking for a hard money loan or do you have a mortgage note that you want to sell? 
then email David at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you recognize this company. Well, that's because David was a best ever guest on the show is episode 122, David Campbell, and you can email him at david at hasslefreecashflowinvesting.com if you're looking for a hard money loan or if you have a mortgage note to sell.